Carden. Blair. Episode 325. <laughs> Can you believe it? It seems like we were just on episode 10, double digits wow, last yeah. week. I told you, man. It's gonna Talk be about quick. time flies. Yeah. Oh, time. yeah. This, yeah, it did. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, what uh, this, this week in particular blew by. Yeah. What a week. You know, what a week. Yeah, it's, it's I know what crazy. your world's been like, but what a week. <laughs> you think, okay, so this is crazy. You think that your life has blown by. What about uh, a man by the name of Joe DeMaio? And I think I'm saying that name right. Maybe DeMaio. Joe? You know why? Joe DeMaio. You know why his, his week has probably blown past? No. Why, why tell us about Joe? Joe is the first man ever to get a complete uh, face and double and, hand transplant. I saw that. I saw that. Did you that. see that? And and what led to that? I did I didn't read the backstory. So this is what, what this happened is the to Joe? Okay, so Joe's going home late late <clears throat> at night one night, and uh, I I can't remember what his job is. I think he's a pharmaceutical drug tester, <laughs> and that's actually the truth. Really? Uh, yes, he was a. I think he he tested pharmaceutical drugs. Um. So there's a whole nother topic there that yeah, we're not wow. prepared to go into. But either way, he's going home <laughs> late at night, fell asleep at the wheel, um, hit a telephone pole and rolled and the car burst into flames. So oh, essentially geez. the um, the damage that he sustained, um, I, I'm, I, you know, it, it burned his hands off to the forearm and sustained enough injuries amongst the face to have basically no, no flesh left. Um, so he then became a candidate. For this new type of uh, transplant surgery that they're doing, they it took a very very long time to find um, the right donor because you have to have um, you know they amongst everything else as far as like blood types and things like that. They also wanted to make sure that the the complexion of the skin was the same as this as what he did still have remaining. Oh wow! So finally, after months and months of waiting, they they found the right donor, and they were able to. Um, do a face transplant as well as a um, double hand transplant. And I'm telling you, if you kind of look at your forearm, midway down the forearm is where they started this transplant. And they were doing um, hair follicle size sutures of, of veins and arteries in order to get everything working down to his hands. So, so this is actually, uh, so this is actually a true transplant where will he have nerve function? He is, he can tell now when his hands are cold and when his face is starting to feel cold. He is at the very beginning of starting to get some of his fine motors in his face. And this is after, you know, intensive hours and hours of intensive therapy pretty much every day. Um, so he's getting to the point where he can lift his eyebrows. He's getting to the point where he can get a little bit of fine motor in his hands. Nothing, of course, like, um, you know, like, uh, like normal quote unquote, but he's, he's working on it. So, so he literally has the face of somebody else. Yeah, literally has the face of someone else and two hands of someone else. And you know what else I thought was very interesting that they had to, Weight part of the donor criteria was they had to make sure it was the same dominant hand that he had. Now, I don't know if he was what? left or right, but that was part of it. Yes, 
What? That's got to be a brain thing, right? Wow. Well, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. That's now. That's well. I just mean that's, as far as like the the muscles and the muscles and hands and things. Of course, are going to be slightly different, but that has to be purely a neurological response that they have to be able to have the same dominant hand. Yeah, I, you think? that's that's way over my head. Um, I can't. You know, honestly, I can't even. I can't even think of a, a plausible explanation because you would think the you know the brain is what controls left or right hand right. You know, dominance. So if you have two hands, what's to say? You know, I, I, I there's obviously something we're missing. So that's yeah, that's there's got to be something way above our head. It is fast. Yeah. <laughs> they, they estimated so they they estimated that there was a six percent chance of finding a match compatible with his immune Ooh. system. And they how many people, how many people were on that list of, you know, I'm, I wonder how many p- other people. Oh, we're waiting this. Well, yeah. I mean, for a, do you remember, do you remember the woman that was attacked by her chimpanzee? I she believe was brought France? up in this article as well. And you know what is that she um, was an unsuccessful transplant. Right. Yeah. It would never, that. it would never take. Yeah. But I do remember that she had that, that, uh, chimpanzee is a pet, right? And it went nuts on her that one day <laughs> and ate her face, yeah. essentially. Yeah, right? it did, truly. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's just, but that's amazing that, you know, I mean, we've all heard of, uh, you know, heart transplants and um, kidney yeah. transplants. So how many people, I wonder, you know, I'm just curious, how many people are on a list for, you know, the full face transplant? Well, I'm telling you, it's very short because it hasn't been happening. I mean, um, it, it is so rare. They're just in the, such the beginning phases of this happening. It's not even something unless you are like, I think the perfect circumstance that they'll even consider. Wow. Yeah. Cause it has to be, you know, it's it, honestly, it's <clears throat> gotta be the perfect circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, He's very lucky then. I mean, very, very fortunate. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, here's the numbers. U.S. surgeons have completed at least 18 <clears throat> face transplants and 35 hand transplants. Wow. Total. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, that's, it's fascinating. I, I, I hated, as soon as they said he's lucky, you kind of go, uh, uh, is he? But Well, you uh, know, he said, at I the guess end. he's fortunate. He's fortunate he's that fortunate. he was able to do this. That's exactly right. What he says at the end is you got a new chance on life. You really can't give it up. It's like, yeah. you know, which is true. But I think so, he went through so much um, physical therapy just on his hands to be able to try to get any kind of fine motor skills. He's constantly taking medication to make sure his body isn't rejecting the transplants. Right. Like right. it's a long road, but yeah, new chance at life. So, so Carden, did you read how long ago he had the surgery? How long has it been? Oh, <clears throat> 2019. Oh, so it's been a while. Okay. So it's been a yeah. while. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. The oh. operation itself, 23 hour procedure. Yeah. Well, that's all, that's all that might in sutures. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's all that yep. microsurgery. They do they do, you know, almost all that stuff with a with a microscope type thing. Yep. And they transplanted a full face including forehead, eyebrows, nose, eyelids, lips, both ears, and reconstruction of underlying facial bones. So, 
Okay, so I, I have a, a, a question. I, it's okay. a, you know, it's, I guess it's going to be tough to answer. So let's just say, I, 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 don't, I don't know I don't even how to phrase this, but if you lost somebody you love, okay, yeah. we all know about organ donors, would you have a problem with donating their face? Oh, yikes. Yeah, that's a great question. I thought you were going to ask me if, if I would donate my face to somebody else. No, I'm talking about you, you know, and, and obviously in our scenario, it'd be probably our, either our children or our wife, right? Right, right. Um, but I mean, that would be, you know. Gosh, that would wow. be crazy. Well, yeah, I, I don't mean, know. On the, yeah. That's, gosh, that's a fa- fascinating question. To walk, yeah, okay. One, you immediately say like, if it gives somebody the chance at a new life, that's great. But then you really start thinking about somebody walking around with your your wife or your kid's face who's clearly yeah. not your wife or your kids and has no connection to you but you're yeah. emotionally you cannot not be connected to them because of right how they look right yeah wow that's yeah a, that's wow. what, I, yeah. Don't, I don't know you don't have to answer because i don't think i could either i mean that's just a that's a yeah that's a tough i mean it'd be easy just to shallowly say well of course you would but i mean when you really yeah. think about it that would not be easy it wouldn't be, would easy. be easy. You know, I, I think for me, it would have to be a case where I, I'd have to be removed. I'd, I'd say, yeah. yes, go for it. I don't want to know the person. I never want to see pictures. And if I yeah. can go the rest of my life without seeing them, I'm okay with that too. Or at least yeah. maybe, you know, give me five, 10 years down the line. I think that's yeah. the only way I could probably do it. <laughs> Just make sure you, you don't live in the same town or, yeah. Yeah, be, you've run into them all the time. I just saw the strangest thing. <laughs> Yeah, there's a thousand tasteless jokes <laughs> yeah. to go with that. So we'll, Yeah, you're we'll right. Okay, there. that's fine. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, wow. What else you I got, got uh, I got one more for you because we got to okay. keep coming back to this. One. I know, okay. I know. Ooh. Uh-oh. The pilot of the Pakistan International Airline captured a picture of a very shiny, unidentified flying object that what? he spotted in the sky. Yes. Pakistan. Pakistan. And you will never believe, um, you look at the picture, and for somebody that's following this UFO thing, which you know I have been, it looks an awful like some of the other videos of UFOs that we've been seeing lately. So so this guy is a Pakistani pilot, a commercial pilot, I assume, not military. Commercial pilot, yep, on an Airbus. Exactly right. Okay, he's flying an Airbus, and he sees this object, gets out his, I'm going to guess his cell phone? Yep. Okay. He says and, the UFO was extremely bright despite the presence of sunlight. Wow. Yeah. He he said, okay, initially thought, hmm, maybe it's a space station. No way. Then he went, wait, maybe it's an artificial planet that's near Earth that you can see. Hmm. No. Well, no. And you know what's funny like- to corroborate? Several other residents of the area also claim to have spotted the shiny UFO. And have also any, made videos of it. I wonder if any other passengers on the plane. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't say anything else about passengers. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody has the view of the captain, so nobody else probably yeah, saw true. it. But yeah, true. so that yeah, that's incredible. A lot of so. Did you ever hear? You know, last time we talked about the one that uh, you'd found in yeah. uh, North Carolina. Did you yeah. ever get any follow up on that? No, you know, I didn't get any follow-up on it. I think there was a lot of videos, a lot of trending stuff, and then it went strangely quiet. (laughs) Swamp gas. Yeah, somebody (laughs) said it was light refracting off the 
air pilot of the person that somebody was holding up a shield. And what happened was uh, the shield was, uh, no, I didn't follow up. I didn't follow up on it. I think that what people were saying was like, it was drones. If you looked at the picture, you know, it looked like coordinated drones, which is quite a bit of a coordination. I know you have a a drone uh, background, but uh, I think that was the, the commonly held thing. Hey, this was just somebody working, playing some drones. Somebody was, you know, doing that. Even though nobody stepped forward for it. Oh, this you're one saying in, you're saying somebody did it, wanting people to believe it was a UFO, but they just were dinking off with drones. Yeah, exactly. Somebody, not necessarily even trying to get them to believe they're UFOs, just probably just messing around, playing with drones. <laughs> and wow. I mean, if you look at the pictures, that's that's plausible for sure. I mean, more plausible than aliens. I don't know. But, uh. <laughs> well, I don't think it was a drone in Pakistan. I'm going to no. go with that one. I don't think somebody's uh, flying one at 35,000 feet. I don't think so either. And uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. Guess what happened? Oh, we saw it for a little bit and then it shot straight up into the sky. Is that what he said? Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. <whistles> yeah. I I, one of these days, Carden. One of these days, buddy. It's going to happen. happen. It, it, it is. It's going to happen. Yeah. I think they're, I think they're, uh, not they as in aliens. I think, um, they as in the, the government is slowly starting to, uh, just get us accustomed yeah. to it. So we feel okay about it. Well, just be patient, you know, good things. It, good. It'll come. If you, okay. Believe, so, come. so, uh, I said the word patience or patience, yes. right? Yes. What, what this is this is going to lead into our our main topic which <laughs> yeah. wasn't supposed to be the topic our our topic tonight no, was going to be about dreams but yeah. buddy you got to hear about the week i had last week and it is I, it is crazy I know. i'm i'm still sorting it i'm still sorting it out I'm, um, I'm I'm actually really excited to hear about how this all went through. We, we've talked about it a little bit. I've I've been reading the articles. I've been, been slightly caught up. It's it's like one of those things that you see headlines all of a sudden just blast out of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah. I was kind of got caught way behind it. But you were kind of in uh in, in mid wave. Well, I was late. So so what we're talking about is the game the GameStop frenzy that the happened. GameStop frenzy. The, GameStop the Reddit frenzy. mob busters, right? Yeah. Yep, Wall Street Bets is the Reddit yeah. group, and uh, so so I started. You know, uh, there's been a lot of lot more people than me that have heard about this for a while. Now it's really caught a lot of traction the last couple of weeks, um, and you know I had heard about it, but but you know you just kind of read about it or whatever. And and I'm not a big stock market guy. I I <laughs> I learned my lesson a long time ago. I I played around with day trading and yeah. you know and actually I you know I did really well for a while and the the problem with day trading is um you can lose you can lose it really really fast. So, Wait, are you talking about day trading or are you talking about the blackjack table? <laughs> I I think my odds were better at blackjack personally, but <laughs> you know I don't doubt that I really don't. So no, so I you know I I was doing day trading not long after you right when it first started on the you know that when the internet really took off in the early two thousands, um, and uh, a lot of the sites started offering and and it, at that point it wasn't really restricted. In other yeah. words, you didn't have to have. I think nowadays you have to have a minimum of like twenty five thousand dollars in an account and. They they limit your trades, but back then you could just you know lock and load and go. And I was West, <laughs> I, huh? yeah, I was obsessed for a couple months until, and I it started you know it started you know I think how it always does. You have a little extra money. You think well this would be a you know let's just try this out. And I had some really good success early on. I got lucky, 
because I didn't know. And, uh, but bam, I got greedy. And, you know, like the old saying is, uh, you know, Shit, pig, yeah. pigs get slaughtered. So, yeah, yeah. And I've so, got, uh, so, my, my background is like nothing. Like literally I have, like, I understand ish stocks and what's going on over there. I purposely stay away from it because I know like, Hey, I'm, I don't know this stuff. I'm not jumping into it. You know what I mean? Like I, yes. I don't have the time or the effort to make this a full-time job, which, you know, that's what people do. And I'm not, I'm not doing it. The risk is not worth uh, the reward right, right. for me. So I literally have, I have a Robinhood app that I have $20 in right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm well, doing good. Hey, yeah. Day trading is, yeah. Day trading is a completely different thing. So, so, so back to the GameStop, this, this yes. whole thing started and, and of course the news, it just started blowing up and, yeah. and what was going on was um, some guys had figured out that the company GameStop, which is a publicly traded company, yeah, um, it was way over short sold. Right, there was hedge funds holding these these what are called shorts on it. Yes, it, it basically they were betting it was going to fail. Right, and so okay. and let me let me so I did some research on on short selling. Let me let's see if this makes absolutely. Sense. Try to put it into like an analogy, right? So you're a broker, and you have a. Um, I'm going to use sheep because that makes sense to me. You have a ton of sheep, and I come to you and say, basically, let me borrow a lot of your sheep. I'm going to try to make some money on them, and you have them at a certain price, essentially. So I I borrow all these sheep from you, and then I sell them. And the whole reason that I'm selling these sheep is to try to buy them back when the sheep market goes down for a lower uh, margin so that when I bring them back to you, I can uh, graze everything off the top, essentially. Okay. That's short selling. <laughs> right? Am I, am I right or am I wrong? Yeah. That's pretty much yeah. It. No, it, it is. It is. It's just... When you when you threw the sheep in there, I I mentally I keep picturing sheep, and so yeah. Okay, well no, I shouldn't. No, know. I'm te- I'm well, teasing you. No, you're it, a it, monkey it, broker. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got a no. bunch of these. Well, yeah, chimpanzees, and uh, <laughs> so so they're basically these hedge funds are yeah. hoping businesses fail. Yes, because that's when they make their money. Yeah, because the lower and, the stock goes that they bring that stock back to the broker, the higher their margin is that they right, get back. Yep. Right. So so this was discovered by some kind of, uh, I'm going to say, I, they call them retail traders, okay? Not necessarily day traders, but they call them retail traders. And the reason they use the, the term retail is they're not going through professional brokerages, right? They're doing yeah. it on Robinhood or yeah. Infidelity or... or <laughs> That's a whole different app. That's a whole different app. You just everybody out there. Sorry, that was that was the wrong app. Fidelity. Oh man, I'm on this new Infidelity app. It is awesome. (laughs) My stocks are terrible, but I've got a date at seven. No, so sorry about that. So Fidelity, um, the one I use is TD Ameritrade. And I mean, there's lots of them, those, uh, eToro and Ebull. And anyway, um, so, so these guys figured it out that this company was, you know, the, the hedge fund was really sticking its neck out long story short. Cause it is a, it is a complicated story. They invested heavily, heavily in this company. Well, when they did that, when you buy into they, a, they, a stock, they didn't, they didn't invest. So this is where it comes, becomes a little weird. 
because they invested heavily in the short. So they bought all that stock making like with the hope that the stock plummets so that they make a ton of money when they, when they take it back to the broker. So really they're investing, but quote unquote, they're investing. Yeah. I'm talking about the retail guys. I'm not talking. Oh, you're talking about, you're talking about wall, wall street bets. Yeah, I'm talking about the the retail traders now. They they see that yes. what the hedge funds have done, they realized it's very vulnerable to what right. they call a squeeze, a short squeeze. Yes. And that is when the price of the stock goes up and it doesn't allow those guys to meet their calls. Okay, so they've they've they're betting on the short stock when it decreases, right? The hedge funds want the price to go down. Well, if investors or retail trader or retail traders um, invest in the stock, they buy shares. The price goes up. Okay, and that really puts the hedge funds in in a big pinch. Yes. So what happened was the hedge funds, the first the first week, I think they lost close to twenty billion dollars. Yeah, I think because the they they were not. Six. Yeah, yeah, they were not able to. They they didn't meet their their shorts, right? The price didn't go down low enough to where they could they could sell. Yeah. So and and let me tell you, I am no stock market guy. There's, you know, as we'll talk about later. So I'm I'm you know I'm going to stay very superficial with this because I don't know a whole right. lot about it. Well, basically, but, what happened was, and I, I, not that I say that I know, but they they buy the stock hoping it it plummets, and because of what the retail traders have done, bringing the the stock up is where they start losing all their money. So every dollar that stock yeah, goes up. Yeah. Over what they they short sell it for is another dollar they lose essentially. Right. So they're in twenty six right. billion because it. I mean, what did the stock do? It went nuts, right? Well, it was up. I think twenty two hundred percent because the 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 hedge funds <laughs> have to then yeah. buy back the stock at an inflated price, which does what causes the stock to go up even more. Yeah, so right. a, a lot of these people were buying GameStop at ten dollars, twelve dollars, fourteen dollars. It peaked at, oh, I, I, I think $480. I don't know if it ever hit $500. Um, but, you know, that's a massive influx. And, yes. of course, word got out. It started, and people saw this happening, and word got out. And the Reddit group, Wall Street Bets, um, became famous. I mean, everybody. Yeah. So by the time I joined... I had already been on Reddit, but I, I wasn't a member of Wall Street Bets. So by the time I joined Wall Street Bets last week, okay, it had grown from roughly around two million to five and a half million followers mm. or, yeah. or members. And just in the time I was on there, it went from five and a half to it's over eight today. Yeah. Over eight million. That's crazy. So Reddit is basically just a forum, right, where you can go and 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 talk about anything. Well, it has these subreddits. They're called this the subreddits. So right. you can have a you can start it. You can start a, a Reddit on whatever you want or a subreddit on whatever you want. This one was dedicated to um, Wall Street, and in this particular one, Wall Street bets. So so I guess I, I need to back up. So I got involved last um, Thursday. Yeah, on the twenty eighth, I bought in. And I had my Ameritrade account. I had news for years. I transferred some money in. I read about GameStop. I read everything about it. You know, and I I knew yeah. it was a gamble. I mean, I I was under no illusion that this was a high risk. So I put in some money I could afford to lose. But 
knowing that, you know what, nothing, there's no free money. And um, so I invested, I did. I bought some stock in uh, GameStop and I thought, let's just see where this goes. But this is where the story really gets to me incredible because it wasn't just joining Wall Street bets and buying stock. It was the interaction with the other people in there. And I, you know, in through it, it, the subculture in there is, it's amazing. I, I read it, uh, I read today that somebody described it as a fraternity, you know, yeah. and it, it, it's definitely mostly men. You can tell them there, there obviously is some women in there, but the whole, the whole demeanor is a bunch of college guys. I mean, that's how they act. A bunch of frat yeah. brothers. Yeah. They call, they call each other apes. Mm. They talk about, they talk about, um, being autistic and they, it is, they all refer to each other's retards or retarded. I mean, yeah. just, that's just what they do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they brag about being retarded and autistic and, um, that, and that they're apes. I mean, this is, but it, but it's, it sounds really offensive, but when you get in there, it's not, I mean, that's just, that's just how they, they approach it. Right. And the thing that amazed me, Cardin, was that they they're kind of it's it, it is a fraternity truly in a, in a sense because once you're in there it's there's no politics they don't talk politics matter of fact i saw several references says don't talk politics keep We're your politics shit out of here this isn't about politics that's really okay. interesting yeah and people did it you didn't you did i mean with with you, you figure you got five million people in there there's going to be undoubtedly comments about trump or biden or something nothing nothing and if somebody hinted in that direction, people were quick to say, keep that shit out of here. That's not what yeah. we want. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. so I got in on Thursday and the stock had already blown up, right? So there's yeah. people already made a lot of money. So right. then you had the tail enders like me that had read about it and thought, well, hell, if it's going to, you know, they, they, they really speculated that the squeeze, as they call it, wasn't over and there was still a lot of room to grow still. And this was when the stock was at, you know, close to $400. So, so what happened was, um, so Friday morning, things are starting out pretty good. And all of a sudden, bam, a lot of the trading platforms stopped letting people buy the stock. Wow. Like locked them out. Robinhood was the main one, but there was others. Okay. And so, because again, the stock is driven on volume. The more people that buy, the higher it goes. Okay. Right. Right. The, the hedge funds don't want it to go higher because cool. they, they have to, the higher it goes, they have to buy it out at those high prices. On yeah. Friday. They've got shorts on it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. On Friday, uh, Robin Hood um, and several others stopped allowing people to buy stocks, not just GameStop. There was several. Yeah. And you know, the, I mean, it was, it, 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 it stopped everything, you know, I mean, the, the sudden thrust that was going up and it just plateaued everything and it actually dropped it down. Okay. Yeah. And of course people are freaking out, but it's on a Friday and now you have the whole weekend. Well, there was conspiracy theories and stuff flying around. And to this day, I don't know exactly what happened. I know what the CEO of Robinhood said happened. But it what doesn't really saying? jive. Well, he said that they ran out of money. They couldn't back. They couldn't back all these people wanting to invest and buy shares. Right? Yeah, they were, I was they, say, that's that's a story that's out there. That they literally just they didn't yeah. have any. There's no money left. They had no right. money to 
to back all these buys that were happening. So they had to literally go to investors and request that they invest another, you know, billions more dollars so they could continue trading. Well, and that may, that may definitely be a big part of it. But the the thing is Robinhood was not the only traders that limited the buys. You could sell. See, now here's the thing. And this is again, being a, a wall street newbie, um, I didn't understand the relevance of that they allowed selling but not buying. Well, yeah, because selling selling is going to drive the price down. Well, of course, but but usually if there's a if there's a fraud, if there's a glitch, if there's something, they shut everything down. All of it's down. Okay, I got gotcha. all of it's down. Okay. Not yeah. they don't just pick buying, and so um, so the the long story is that then you have this two day break, and everybody's like, oh geez, you know Monday. The squeeze will be back on. Well, then Monday happens and it's the opposite. It plummets, you know, 40 some percent. It drops. Now, do you think that that's because people are like over the weekend, they're like, man, I could, I could sell first thing on Monday for this X amount. And you think, no, no, they they don't see, here's the thing with the stock market is most of the statistics that you need to know to kind of explain why something, a stock is doing what is public. You can yeah. see how many volumes are being traded, how many shares are being traded, okay? There, right. with, with as much interest as there had been in GameStop, there was, no, there was nowhere near enough stocks being, or shares being sold to have that effect on the price. And what happened is, too, in the after hours, it got even worse. And... You know, aftermarket or after hour trading and see, and and this is where this whole setup gets over my head. Okay. Because there, there's a lot more to it than what I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to basically explain it, you know, as I would to myself. Right. And <laughs> right. Th- right. Th- Just trying to make an, sense. Of, yeah. Well, well I'm, yeah, I'm because, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a, there, there is so many layers to this, yes. um, but basically there is after hours trading allowed for certain, um, you know, organizations and stuff. And so, and I'm not sure who has access to that or doesn't. I I know I don't obviously, but there's obviously there's some entities that have access to trades and trading after hours. So Monday night, it dropped even further. And then Tuesday comes along and it's even worse. You know, Hmm. it drops even, or I shouldn't say even worse, but it drops even further. So within, you know, two days from, from Friday morning to Tuesday morning, you had a drop from around $400 to 80. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So, so this is, okay, so that's, that's the, that's the nuts and bolts of the story. And I did an awful job of explaining it, but, but hopefully people get an idea of, of kind of the nuts and bolts, but here's the part. So the big, big nuts and bolts, like from what I see, the, the, is that essentially this is how the storyline went, right? Massive hedge funds um, are betting on GameStop to lose. These these guys, this fraternity of people on Wall Street Bros, kind of spurred on by this one individual, pretty much, right? This uh, what is it, Keith Gill? Yeah, Keith Gill. The initial. Yeah, kind name, of goes on. His his Reddit name is uh, uh, True Fucking Value. Oh, okay, um, that's his name, and he oh, has, he has a you he has a YouTube channel called uh, Roaring Kitty. 
okay um, as well so he so, goes on yeah. there and says here's here's what's happening they're trying to take down gamestop and he's in from what i understand and correct me if i'm wrong he kind of does it as a we got to save gamestop that's how it kind of starts and whether yeah. that was <laughs> whether that was to put the squeeze on or not that's how it was portrayed to start with and and from there the explosion that you have just you know described takes place and the and the, you know the world it kind of goes upside down for a little bit uh, and and it's a slightly came down to earth but that's pretty much the the short and the long of it uh yeah well it, it, it is there, there's a lot more there, there's a lot more to the story when you start looking at than the the human element, and this is what blew me away. This is, you know, I, I'm I'm the guy that likes to watch people at the airport. You know, I I just I'm just kind of one of those people. I'm always just watching people and and studying people. So when I joined the Wall Street Bets um, Reddit group. I, I spent a lot of time, I mean, it, it's just, you have to see it to kind of understand, but there's just so much going on one time, but everything's broken down kind of categorically. Like, are you talking about, they have like due diligence sections where if you're studying and, and want to hear why a stock is a good stock, there's, you know, there's information from that. If you just want a discussion you know, just a general discussion. Um, there's, there's news if, if there's news about a, a company or something that's relevant. So it's broken in into a lot of different, you know, parts, but, but the thing that got me was you start now, this is started on Thursday. You started reading the posts for the people that got in late, but thought they were going to just go to the moon. There, there's a couple of phrases that everybody was talking about, you know, to the moon, strap up, we're going to the moon. And that that's the phrase that they're talking about where when the stock's going to take off, you know, yeah. it, they, yeah. and everybody felt everybody a hundred percent that, that would post in there felt like it was going to get this, this second squeeze and then it was going to go even higher. Okay. So you, yeah. you have this, you, and, and, and now remember Cardin, you're drawing in millions of people late to the, late to the show, but well, they're buying stocks. At this point, they're in, in addition to all of this happening, the, the amount of people that are following this wall street bros has doubled and tripled. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's wall, so wall all street these people, bets. Wall street. <laughs> what I keep saying wall street bros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a video game actually, where you're, <laughs> you're just like getting, trying to get coin and make it through the day. And, uh, yeah, yeah. that's wall street bros. Wall Street Bets is racking up all these followers that are now coming to try to seek this advice. And really, they're coming to become overnight millionaires, right? I mean, that's why they're there. Well, yeah. So, well, okay. But but that's, that's there, there's, there's this kind of um, thing that I learned. And again, after reading hundreds and hundreds of posts, and I interacted with some of these posts, I would pose questions and I would, I would communicate with a lot of these members and stuff. And, um, there's definitely a huge part of people that were just there to make a quick buck. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But when you start listening to the stories of why they're making the bucks, one guy that I talked to and had a chat with, um, his wife lost, lost her job in the, in the COVID. Yeah. Um, he was hoping to raise money to pay eight months worth of rent. Oh my gosh. And so okay. he was, he, there so was, he was walking there to try to, he oh, was desperate to make money. And that was the story card. And that's the bottom line. Right. Most of the people I saw were there out of desperation and please God make this hit. Yes, I need, right. I need this. 
student loans, car payments. Um, you know, I, I didn't read anything necessarily mortgages. Now there's definitely, there was a lot of people there that were, you know, I'll put my, myself in that category. This was money to kind of play with. And I hate using that word, but, but I, I it wasn't going to hurt me if I lost the money. Nobody likes losing money, but I didn't put that much down. There's yes. people that cashed in 401ks. There's people that I saw use disability checks. I saw two different people who had gotten money from disability payments, put it on there. Um, I mean, skipping car payments. I mean, they were so sure this was going to go that they, they just, and you know, I think a lot of people would say, well, that's greed, but I, I don't think it was greed. I think, I think in some cases, probably a lot, it was, Yeah. I think in a lot of cases, Cardin, it was desperation. I was going to say desperation. Yeah. And this is a, honestly, this is a desperate time. Uh, well, yeah. And, I mean, and I, yeah. I, I think we're very fortunate to live where we live. We live in a, a you know, a sparsely populated state. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the city you live in is what, 45, 50,000 people. Yeah. Right? I think once you get the whole, the whole valley. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't, you know, when, when COVID hit here, we saw repercussions, but not like the big cities. No, you know? no, definitely. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, there it's still for us. I mean, relatively, I shouldn't even say this really because it's not truly the case. But really, we're we're through the worst of it, and, and there's some places that are still completely locked down or are seeing yeah. a second resurgence now. I mean, that are still in the the midst of it. Right. Well, and and with the work that I do, I work outdoors, and I I I'm isolated. You know, I have a live in a ranch, right? So right. Um, imagine the people that lived in you know. Uh, Houston or Dallas or LA or yeah. whatever. I mean, it's wall to wall people and they got shut down and it, it's just, a, it's just a different thing. Well, what, what I saw in the wall street bets forums was people were, I mean, they needed this and, and some people would say, well, you know, geez, dumbass, that's the last thing you do is go gambling right. your money. Right. Um, but they were really thinking this is going to be it. This is going to save me. And Cardin, I saw people on there that couldn't afford one share. So then they were saying, well, what else can you buy? And right. that's where that's where AMC, the movie theater company, comes in. Okay. Yeah. And and Nokia. And there was a handful of other ones. Or something like that, right? Right. Yeah. The the Nokia, um, which I actually bought stock in Nokia, not to make a bunch of money. It's actually a good company, you know. The and, and there is such a wealth of information. If you if you actually just go in there and get through the hype of, you know, calling each other retards and autistic and all this stuff, there is so many knowledgeable people, you know. And if right. you ask the questions, they'll they'll answer them. And they See, post a lot of information. I can't get away from this feeling that that okay um that they've made this big kind of pose that they are this revolutionary force that is fighting the hedge fund but at the end of the day they're doing exactly what the hedge fund's doing they're just squeezing the hedge fund uh, yeah no i don't think so i, I mean i see what you're saying guys you're, you're saying are and, driving and, up the prices and what they've been able to do is do the opposite of the manipulation of the squeeze or excuse me of the short They've been able to squeeze the hedge fund and some of these guys are still coming out, you know, 13, 14, $15 million ahead that started the fact that the whole, we've got to save GameStop and take down, we got to save yeah. GameStop, 
take down the hedge fund. And while they're saying that, they're putting millions of dollars in their pockets from people coming out of the woodwork to, to just scrape the money together to buy one share. And it's driving up. Well, but, but Cardin, if, but, but think about what you're saying. If somebody yeah. scrapes the money in their, you know, together to put in a share and it's going up, they're making money. So well, yeah, it, you can't compare what they're doing to the hedge funds. The hedge funds are hoping this business fails. Okay. The investors are hoping the business succeeds. I mean, that's the premise. Do you know how much money has been pumped into GameStop through this? AMC theaters literally is this, this whole, this whole couple of weeks has probably saved AMC theaters and allowed them to regroup and pay off debt. I mean, it, well, it's a different it it's a, pandemic, right? I mean, that's a talk about two places that I mean, every, right. every place has been hit hard, but like retail gaming shops and movie theaters. Yeah. yeah talk about movie theaters. Uh, you know, yeah. It, it's been awful. So, so just, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. There's money made on both ends, but I don't think anybody would really compare the outcome of if a hedge fund is successful versus if the retail investors are successful because the investors are pumping money into it. Now they have what they call a pump and dump, which is where you just get in and get out quick. And there's, there's definitely, there's definitely a lot of that. I mean, yeah, absolutely. There was a lot of that. The pump and dump is in, in the context of like kids. Did you guys have the pump and dump? I don't think so. <laughs> That's when you, uh, sorry, tangent, but you know, um, that's when the, the the mom decides to have a few drinks, but she doesn't want to give the milk um, to the the kid um, because she's had some alcohol. So she pumps and dumps. Oh. <laughs> okay. No, I haven't heard that. <laughs> okay, well, you learned something wow, you here. really are a man of trivial information. Yes. You know, I'm going to put yeah. that right I, in my I, little I, pocket of... Down. Yeah, you know okay. it's going to be a good night if there was some pumping. Maybe <laughs> hey, pumping. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, in this case, it's a stocks. It's a stock. Okay. Uh, okay. Saying so. Um. So anyway, so back to the the lines of the people involved with this. So, um, you know when you and and God, there's just so many layers. It's a, it's an onion. Okay. There's so many an layers onion. to it. So as this thing was Far falling. Bang. Okay. Another, another thing. And, and so again, I, I had been in the, I want to say I was on the inside, I, you know, I got into the, the Reddit group for less than a week, you know, but, yeah. but again, because I'm reading a lot, I'm soaking a lot of this in, I'm, I'm getting caught up to speed pretty quickly. Well, what happens is is on the, on Friday, also something else that started coming out in the media was it said, wall street bets gets cold on GameStop and goes to silver. Now we're talking Friday is still, we're still trending up. Like we, right. No, I mean, Friday no, they, put the, they put the, no, they, Friday's the day they locked everybody out of GameStop. Okay. So Friday's the day things are starting to come down. Yep, to earth. This is, that's the 29th, yep. the January 29th. Okay. Gotcha. So also at the same time, there's kind of this media blitz that is saying, well, wall street bets is cool on GameStop. Looks like they've headed to silver. And they started pushing them. Now this is the media, and I saw it. I I saw it several times. CNBC several posts posted the same story that basically GameStop was dead. Now everybody's moving to silver. Well, why do you think that it was? And it wasn't true because I was on the inside of game of the uh, Wall Street bets. Nobody 
was talking silver. Gotcha. Just the opposite. Everybody was saying, stay away from silver. There was no short squeeze on silver. Silver, the, you know, silver was was not something that anybody was really interested in. And yeah. the last thing they wanted people to do was to sell their stocks out of GameStop, which would then would stall the price and then drop it. So, so yes, exactly. the last thing the the Wall Street bets grouping wanted was people to not keep buying in GameStop. Yeah. So the media becomes a faction of this, which is hard to believe because it it starts to sound like this big conspiracy theory, right? You're going, oh, they wouldn't do that. Hey, I saw it. I, I mean, I saw it. That, and all of a sudden, there's the, you start looking around, you're going, well, yeah, that's right. Like Jim Cramer, the, the famous stock guy, starts saying, hey, GameStop guys, you made your money. Now it's time to sell and get out. You know, there's all these, these mm. different things going on. And yes. uh, and then icing on the cake was when they locked people out of buying the stocks on Friday. Okay, so okay, th okay, so uh, not necessarily conspiracy theory, but there's some weird things that are happening to uh, to align. And then at the end of all this, right? Because we had talked about the initial loss of the hedge funds was what, like twenty six billion. Yeah, and I've seen a couple different numbers. I'm not sure where it all settled. I think well, that's what I was about to say is that after all of this happened, because they were the upwards of twenty six billion, and then some of these things start falling into place, and you know, not to be uh, conspiratorial, but then they cut their loss in half. So the yeah. loss now is sitting around floating around twelve and a half to thirteen billion for some of these yeah. funds. Well, and and they still have some some shorts out. In other words, they haven't met. Well, at least that's the that's the theory. See, and that's another thing I learned. A lot of the information that is on that is regarding the hedge funds, they don't have to release it. It's delayed. So, so a lot of pertinent information that would help investors make better decisions, they don't get yeah. access to. It's it's released, uh -huh. but after the fact, after it's even relevant. Okay. So, so something amazing that happened. Um, I believe this was Monday. Uh, Mark Cuban got on and did a an, uh, question and answers with the Wall Street Bets people. Yeah. Oh, really? With okay, so, Wall Street Bets or Wall yes, Street Bets. Right. Yes. Well, yeah. So, so it was it, about squeezes. What was it about? Well, it was he was going to answer questions. Um, he got on for two hours. And people could type in questions and he would answer some. Oh, okay. I, so it was, a, it was a question and answer session. Yes. On okay, I'm with you now. Yes, with, with you. Mark Cuban. Yes, yes. And so in, in people hit him with a lot of different angles, but basically they're saying, hey, is this illegal? You know, what was what happens illegal? And he goes, yeah. And he said, and you could sue and you'll win. And after arbitration, you, after legal fees, you'll get your $4 check. Yeah, exactly. He's basically saying, and the SEC... Um, he has no faith in our government's SEC. He just doesn't think they do a good job. They're underfunded. And they just, he, he said, don't hold out for that. So one person writes in said, why is the stock plummeting? And Cuban said, you guys did a great job, but the mistake you made was you invested too much through Robinhood, which could not meet your demand and it stalled it out. And when Robinhood and other trading platforms locked your stock, it stopped your momentum. Yeah. And that's true. what it took Very to stop true. it. True. true. Well, and, and yeah, you can't, there's, it's factual. You can't deny it. 
And so at the end of the day, the advice was from him was if you have stock, hold. Don't don't sell it. Just hold it. If you can afford to hold it, unless you have to have that money, even with a loss, hold it. And of course, that resonated with a lot of people. You know, Mark Cuban, yeah. I, I don't know a lot about him, but he's, you know, he's made a, billions uh, yeah. in the stock market and in hedge funds himself and things like that. So obviously pretty well versed in the whole yeah. in the whole game. And I, I only know him from his personality on Shark Tank. And right. from that, I can say that uh, I, I think that he's seems like he's a pretty good guy. And, uh, you know, he does charitable things and he owns what yeah. the stuff. He owns the Mavericks, Dallas oh, Mavericks. Mavericks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell. I'll be brutally honest. Um, a lot of the 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 Wall Street bets people were not fans because you don't you don't basically. Here's the thing: you don't get to be a billionaire without you know. It's kind of like you, you can't make an omelet without cracking some eggs. Right. So yep. so Cubans Cubans no choir boy. Right, um, yes, but right, he's right. kind of, and and that's the thing with Elon Musk too, and and actually, I that that was kind of a big part of this too. That's when it even lit off even bigger a week and a half ago when it started. Elon Musk tweeted, "Game stonk," which the they don't call it stocks in there; they call them stonks. Okay, yeah. game stonk. Well, that was a message to his. I think he's got forty-four million followers. Yeah, you know, I mean, what's that saying? He uh, right. he 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 mentioned Elon Musk the other day. Mentioned he enjoyed Etsy. Etsy stock went up fifteen percent because his his <laughs> followers run out yeah. and invested in Etsy. Yeah. True story. Yep. 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 True yep. story. Yep. So basically, anything the guy talks about, people are going, "Oh, that's it. Yep, go invest." And so yeah. now people are people are have added him on their Twitter accounts just to just to wait for when he mentions a company or something they can go invest in it really quick. Oh, that's crazy. So I guess at the end of the day, well, the repercussions will all be seen. And like you said, it's so many so many layers that are going on to it. But I I can't oh. help that throughout the entire discussion, I cannot help but just think of, of a scene that I remember um, from my life about being in a, a seedy uh, casino in the basement of a hotel and smoke <laughs> was filling um, the room and I was at a blackjack table and I feel like Wall Street bets is just a sophisticated black blackjack table um, that doesn't even sound that sophisticated really. Um, I, yeah. I just I get that out of my mind that people are showing up at the ro the roulette table and there's certain people there that are spinning the wheel and there's certain people that are you know that are betting on numbers you know what i mean yeah, it just right. seems like it's way too much gambling so many layers and at the end of the day if things aren't going the right way guess what it seems like the house always wins well, okay, so so I, I see where you're going with that, and I I think I think some of that's true. I do, and it it. But here's the thing, Cardin. You can't you can't really get a picture of Wall Street bets from the last two to three weeks. Yeah. You can't do it because what happened to them was not. It's been around for years, and and I I don't I can't remember exactly how many years, but I think it's been on there since at least I think I want to say 2012, 2013, something like that. So. You, you can't really judge the nature of the whole platform by what's happened the last couple of weeks, right? They didn't ask yeah. for it. Right. You know, they, right. They, they weren't out, let's put it this way, they were not out promoting themselves initially. So, 
but I mean, but, uh, but they kind of asked for it. I mean, right. The more followers. Okay. I'm just thinking about the one guy that's making millions of dollars that comes out there. He's not turning that money back. You know what I mean? He's not oh, giving it away. Not. I mean, the more followers that are in there, the more people that his message reach, the higher that stock goes. I mean, for him, really, I mean, really at the, at, at the base of it. Right. Well, right, but you got to understand the, the and the guy you're talking about is uh, Keith Gill. You got to remember though, Cardin, he'd been working on that for almost two years. Th- this was not just a flashbang. This is a guy. He is a he's an investor. Okay, he's a guy that has spent a lot of time and work and learning. You know, he he's he is not just a flash in the pan type guy, and that's what I that's what I don't think you're quite getting. Okay. Is yes, okay. this okay. this group has a lot of seasoned, you know, investing veterans? Just because so they enjoy guy, the like, banter, all this happened, bought up a bunch of stuff, and then said, "Hey, let's save this company just to make a quick buck." He's he's been in the long game with GameStop. Yeah, right. And 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 you got to understand the the fraternity that was Wall Street Bets. That's what you did. You shared stuff. It, it wasn't, and and that's actually a really cool aspect of it is you 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 tried to share and spread the wealth and that and that and that is something I want to touch on too but um so so they don't hide the information they want if they felt that they found something good they wanted to share it they wanted other people to benefit yeah you got to understand Cardin, the way it was set up is you're not going to you're not going to move a major stock just through wall street bets okay right if you're okay. talking about moving apple or tesla or something no it's not going to happen. There wasn't. Right. You got to remember, they had less than two million followers, and not every follower is going to invest. So it, it wasn't right. like you're you're thinking. Um, it only grew to this substantial size in the last couple of weeks, right? Yeah. So so I I'm I'm going to go back to these guys were in this fraternity. One guy finds something, you know, and he brings it out, and through social media and just you know, if Elon Musk hadn't have said that. That would have that would have changed the picture a lot, right? If it hadn't got the play. But what I'm saying is about Keith Gill himself. You never heard him out promoting. He didn't even. He was anonymous until CNBC outed him. He never said his name. Nothing. And somehow they found out who he was. And CNBC is the one that outed him. Huh. So so he wanted zero publicity. But amazingly enough, if you read the story about him, guess what he's going to do with a lot of the money he made. I don't he's know gonna, what he's going. He's going to build an indoor track and a recreational facility for his hometown. Okay, so that's cool. But he also made <laughs> yeah. what, like fifteen million, right? Uh, he's not out yet. He had. Oh, he's, he's still in. He's still in. He pulled out some, you know, like any. He was up close to fifty million at one point. Fifty oh, million, man. and he and million. I. I don't know what he pulled out. I. I had heard or read. I think he pulled out around thirteen million. Oh, man. Um, but still, he was up fifty million. And you know, if a guy didn't give a shit about anything other than money, he would have pulled out. He's not yeah, stupid. you're right. Yeah, you're right. Because he was and he was way up, and he's not. Um, he was there. Yeah, for sure. He yeah, had I, faith. I, okay, I can agree over that. that. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's another little you know part of this that that really struck me. So about the time everybody, and I'm going to go back to Friday. Things are good, right? And actually, maybe it was Thursday, but. About the time people had been making money for about a week or so, and and you know, we're talking 
people were making money like they'd never seen before. And maybe it was 20,000, 100,000, 500,000, whatever. But all of a sudden, the, the, the stories about how they're sharing their money started popping up. Okay. Kids were buying Nintendo Switches and donating them to hospitals. Okay, People I did were, see that story. Yep. Yep, and there was that wasn't the only one. He wasn't the only one that did it. And then the trending things were what I'm going to do with the money when I get it. You know, if if this hits, here's what I'm going to do. And the philanthropy part of it was amazing. Now, you know, you, some of those people are probably full of shit and they're not going to do it. But, right, but right. a lot of them, and, and so Cardin, here's, here's the thing that struck me. These, a lot of these people came to the table with nothing. You know, they scraped together. And the first thing they're thinking about if they hit is they're going to share it. They're going to pay off mom and dad's house. They're going to help yeah. people out. They're going to, yeah. It wasn't about building. I never saw any references to building a big house or driving Lamborghinis, any of that. Right. It was functional. I, we need the money. My family's been hurting. It's going back. And and so from my perspective, I was rooting. I was, you know, would I have liked to make, would I have liked to make some money? Absolutely. But yeah. you know what really bummed me out was seeing all these other people that are a lot less fortunate than I am right now just crushed. Yeah. Because, because you really felt like this was their, they saw this as their ticket. Yeah. Yeah. And that just makes you, and and that just goes back to the, the desperate desperation. I think it was a, like, like we've been saying, this is a multi-layered story for sure. But that is, I think that has to be one of the, the big themes throughout it as well is that, I shouldn't say that it played on people, but really, I mean, the story kind of did, you know, it, it played on the fact that people are in a desperate time and seeing this and, and being able to, to maybe use this as a way to help or to get out of right. bad situations. It, it definitely uh, made this something even bigger than it was or would have been maybe in a different time, which is, uh, you know, it's sad. It really is. Well, the the whole Robin Hood. I mean, if you if you just look at all the pieces that were in place to make this thing happen the way it did, um, COVID was a big part of it. You have yeah. all these people at home in their basements with time to kill. Okay, yeah. And I and I shouldn't say it because it makes it sound like everybody's a, a you know a twenty year old without a job, and it's not at <laughs> right. all. But no. but there's but there's and like I said, there's a lot of serious investors, you know. But but For sure. they prefer to do it themselves. These are hands-on people, right? They're not going to just pay a, a brokerage to invest their money for them. Money means a lot to them, and and I'm not saying yeah. in a greedy kind of way. I'm saying in a way that they it's precious and they want to take care of it. And unfortunately, the story that has gotten out about the greed and people just jumping in at the last minute to try to. Um, excuse me, make a quick buck. That's just a part of the story. There, there is a lot more there and the more time. And I, I'm still on wall street bets. And I tried actually, um, as I told you, I tried getting, um, a couple of people to interview and I posted so many times on there, you know, just kind of talking with people. I got flagged as a spammer. So I can't even communicate. Yeah. Be, because I'm, I'm a new account. You know, I've been yeah. on there less than a couple of weeks and yeah. I was trying to, you know, and I did, I would, I would message people and they'd message back. And we'd communicate a little bit. And it was kind of funny because at first I just wanted to blend. So, you know, I was referring to myself as autistic and an ape <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I'm just like, yeah. okay, I, I don't want to be the old guy in the room. And I'm like, okay, right. I gotta fit yeah. in. Like, and, you know, <laughs> but I couldn't help myself pretty soon. I'm counseling people. Now, listen, 
don't don't put in more than can really afford to lose you. Yeah, this right. And they all start looking. Wait, who is this? <laughs> who is this guy? Hey, Grandpa. No, yeah. but but I did. Yeah. I I did it to I several people. I'm like, you know, I'd see him talking about. And I'm like, okay, you know, uh, uh, you know, and and I one guy in particular, the guy that told me about his rent and his wife. I said, you know, I I know this looks good and everything, but hey, we never know, you know. So it's it's always it's always better to play it a little safe, you know. And oh, and I and I felt down. You leveled out GameStop. It was you I, telling oh, people. No, I yeah, no, I just uh, I, you know the one that really got me was the guy that had been on disability and yeah. he was um, wanting to know. But but Cardin, the other thing is, and this struck me over and over and over and over. People knew nothing, zero about the stock market. They had heard GameStop and money, and they were there. People didn't know how to invest. They 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 didn't know. I mean, they knew nothing, zero about the stock market. And they just had they had money, and they just wanted to know where to put it to to make it grow. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, and that's and that is to go back to my original. That's why I don't touch it. I mean, I don't, I, I, I just don't understand it. You know what I mean? And when I think I have a grasp on it, I, I really don't. You know what I mean? People have to put their entire lives into it. The just knowing well, what's happening. Yeah, uh, and I you're think- right. You're right. And and the the sad thing about it is though. Okay, that. And, and this is kind of the this is the storyline now. If you if you get back on the forum, you know people are devastated. There's still a lot of, you know, I'm holding. You'll you know, they call it diamond hands. There, there's paper hands, and they're they're weak and they sell. And diamond hands is strong and they hold. Right. Yes. So the people yeah. that don't sell are diamond hands. Well, there's a lot of bravado and in you know just oh, we're gonna do this, but but people are hurting you know, a lot of people and, yeah. you know, like they said, and several people posted, it'll be nice to put GameStop behind us and hopefully things will go back to the way it was, was a smaller fraternity of, of investors. Um, and, and that's the way people want it. And they, and they, a lot of people were very unhappy about all the attention they've gotten in this huge inundation of, you know, millions, you know, 6 million people in a matter of three or four weeks. Um, they don't like it. You know, and I, and I, and I can't blame him because, you know, even though it's, it's not politically correct and it's this, it, 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 you know, a fraternity is probably the best way I can describe it. Um, it is a brotherhood of sorts and there's women. I, I, I don't, it is, it is definitely mainly men, but there's definitely women in there too. Um, but it is a pretty tight group, um, for as many people as were, and they kind of had each other's backs and that's how this whole thing got going about sticking it to the hedge funds because yeah. they feel like the system is so much in favor of the billionaires that yeah. this was an opportunity. And that's why Mark Cuban got on. He said, you guys did it. You did something that nobody's been able to do. And Mark Cuban's message was, this is only the start. What you were able to do is repeatable. You know, this isn't yeah. a one, this is not a one flash in the pan is you guys in the last three, four weeks have changed the stock market forever. And and they have. Well, that's pretty incredible, really. I mean, really. Because well, it, it, it is. It now is. It's, and, and, now it's <clears throat> you got to watch out for all the time. I mean, it, it is now. I mean, we'll, we'll see what will be the next squeeze will be the, the, the headline, right? I mean, that'll yeah. be the headline moving forward for a long time. 
Well, how the dust settles on this and now the the invest the, the SEC is involved um and there's going to be some lawsuits, you know, Robin Hood is going to get sued definitely. I mean, it it, it may take a year or two to see well, the, even, the, the the dust settle. Has to go in front of somebody, right? I mean, he's even brought in to testify about what's yeah, going the, on. They're trying in front to of the, the um I almost said bros again. Bets is has done anything illegal either. Yeah. Yep. The he's going to he's got to testify in front of the SEC. Um, I'm not sure when in February, obviously. Um, yeah. so yeah, you know, they, they want to know what happened and, 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 you know, the word on the inside is now the government's going to figure out a way to prevent us from doing this again. And nobody in wall street bets feels like they did anything wrong. Right. Yeah. They feel like it's the hedge funds that, that get away and do a bunch of nefarious shit and get away with it and make billions, truly billions right. and billions of dollars. Right. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It'll be, you know, of course I'm, I'm still, well, Hey, I still own stock and game stock. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a vested owner now, so I'll be following it. But, but I really do. And I, and I, if I'm able to get, um, somebody to give, uh, you know, to sit down with us, we'll, we'll do a, a podcast with that. Cause that will be fascinating. You know, what, what I don't have is that perspective of being there the whole time. I, I was really late to the show. Um, yeah. But I would love to hear from somebody that was there the whole time. Yeah. that Actually, you know what? I just had a little knock on my door. I think there is somebody that might have been here for this whole time. Oh. oh. Who, who's, who's that? <laughs> Let me go. All Get right. Let's door. hear it. That's me opening <laughs> the door. I'm not doing the thing yet. <laughs> that, oh, my God. That was by far, that by far was your best one. Yeah, that was okay. I, now. What was that? A chimpanzee, or was that a just? A, yeah, no, that was a uh, that was a uh, a gibbon. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that was a gibbon. He, oh, my he, he, oh my god! That was a be, that was the best one. That was your best one yet. <laughs> Wait, you missed that. Do you know what he was giving me? <laughs> uh, hopefully, some games, some GameStop stock. That's, he was giving me a, a monkey moment. He just brought it in on a little tray. How nice of that guy. So, All right. What what is the what is the monkey moment question? Here's your monkey. Here's your monkey moment question. First, a little backstory. Um, the first album ever created by a baby in the womb is going to be released in April. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Do I need does it I does it sound like a gray whale? Uh, so apparently hum- what happened no, no, the songs of the humpback whale <laughs> it's probably very similar these two uh, the parents of the child um, of uh, these people are famous the bassist Elizabeth Hart and Lee Scratch Perry collaborator Ivan Diaz Mate um, okay. what they did is recorded um, their daughter in the womb and then um, took all those recordings and um, turned them through the vibrations into um, a synth and uh, are releasing the LP. And apparently um, they were impressed by how much the, the the child was involved in the creative process because at some points she would open her eyes wider. So they had a, they had an ultrasound on this baby while they're yeah. doing this. Yeah, they had oh. an ultrasound on the baby in the womb. Okay, no. So now they took all those recordings, and now the baby's born, right? 
Mm-hmm. So now it's an infant, and and she is helping to put together the album of the the sounds of her in the womb. Wow. Okay. Yes. How, did you listen to a soundbite? I haven't listened to a soundbite. No, but if it's out there, I, if you put if you if you type it in, it's there. I haven't heard it yet. I can only imagine that it's just straight up synth, just like. <laughs> I, I I gotta shake the uh, sound of a humpback whale. I do. I keep picturing the humpback <laughs> whale. Uh, 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 no, that's, that's very so, different. So I get this question that we've all, and maybe you're rock steady, but what is um, your uh, musical trend or the, the, some kind of music or album or artist that you really got into that when you look back, you kind of go like, why was I doing that? Why was that a part of my music history? Oh, easy. I, okay. Go, go for it. Go. Uh, well, well, actually, I'm going to say rockabilly, but but I don't look at it as a bad thing. I I love rockabilly, but I'm I'm going I'm so weird for liking rockabilly. But <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, it, I love rockabilly. And you know, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna take it one step further. Yeah, you know, you know what it. you know what else I love about rockabilly is the rockabilly girls. The the it, I didn't even know I like this. It's kind of like a 40s or 50s pinup with tattoos. And I'm like, okay, for some reason, that's a sexy combination. I like me spot. likey. So you've been uh, day trading on infidelity is what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now the, the trading platform infidelity is going to go viral. Gonna you're just like, podcast. You know, uh, okay, so mine is for sure. Okay, Rockabilly is interesting, and if you you guys listening haven't heard, you gotta you listen to it and then look up Rockabilly g- Girls because um, we've had that conversation before. Oh yeah. Um, no, mine is uh, Scream Screamo. When I was in oh. when I was at the edge of high school, like right before kind of getting into like some um, like really um, electronic music, uh, I was into this like the screamo and i I gotta tell you when i go back and listen to songs that i used to think were good (laughs) what is (laughs) just somebody just screaming so loud now are you talking about the (laughs) yes yes that's yeah okay that hurt my throat really good that you were able to that's i was a i was a yeah i was a backup singer in a death metal band yeah from (laughs) finland (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so what I could say is that maybe I won't be picking up the newest album from Baby in Womb that dropped on <laughs> April, but uh, right there with some poor me- musical taste. <laughs> well, you know what? I I highly recommend. There actually, um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to give them a little shout out. There is Good. a Swedish rockabilly group called Top Cats. Top Cats. Gosh, that's and rock- they're awesome. They're awesome. I love them. And you know what? Rockabilly music is just awesome. They 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 play a stand-up bass and the Gretsch guitars. It is wholesome music. It is it is awesome. It is awesome music. Um, so if you've, you know, if people out there have never listened to Rockabilly, try it. I mean, hey, um, you go back in time. Elvis was Rockabilly. Waylon Jennings, a lot of that stuff. They're early on. That was technically Rockabilly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's at the heart of rock and roll. It's just, and for some reason it's huge in like Finland and, and, uh, Sweden and Europe, American rock. And it is a completely American style of music. 
So American rockabilly is extremely popular in Europe and Scandinavia. Interesting. Uh, you know what? I'm going to throw a plug out there too. Uh, death before dying on a decaying bridge. They are. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. What well, what would yeah. happen if they played that to the baby in the womb? I, They'd have some I, pretty I, sweet music, I bet. I, I would. What would happen if you actually groomed your your unborn child on screamo death metal? Oh uh, yeah, I just can't even imagine. Uh, but I'd somebody like to see that recording. Give it a shot, and then five years, let us know. You know what I mean? Yeah, l- let me know when that LP. Re- are they? I don't even think yeah. they're called LPs. Are they? This one is. I mean, yeah, oh, okay. I think so. Right. It's, it's back LP. on vinyl, man. It's back on vinyl. Yeah, it's coming back around. Wow, what a what a. Okay, well, who knows what next week's going to be about? Because this one totally got hijacked. But man, what a week! And uh, and and that's a continuing story. So I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit here and there. Yeah, but, we'll have we'll um, have some updates for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Okay, well, um, hey, great great podcast, Carden. Um, good talking to you, like usual. Yep, well, like always, good talking to you too. Okay, and uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll talk again next week. But until next time, uh, good night, Cardin. Good night, Blair. <laughs> <laughs>